We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Badgers are off to the uh, the Mayo Bowl. <laughs> and when they kept changing names, it's just like, oh, man, you know, come on. I, I'm trying to think of what all the bowls are that are out there. I, knew, I just saw one was uh, – um, one of the teams, I think it's Tennessee, is now bailing because they've got COVID, so they can't go to the bowl game. So the Badgers, they get a nice win. They get Paul Bunyan's axe back. They're off to the Mayo Bowl, the Duke Mayo Bowl. So going to be taking on uh, um, Wake Forest, and uh, you got uh, the you know the defensive coordinator and offensive coordinators are going to be out uh, tomorrow talking to the media. You've got certain players and such that are all geeked up about this. You're going to get some guys back, but there's a lot of stuff and news revolving around the program, both football and basketball. And uh, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Evan Flood from Wisconsin Insider, the Wisconsin Insider, I should say, for 247sports.com. Evan, how you been? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. So let's start off first and foremost. Jack Cohn is going to enter the portal and and leave the Wisconsin program. Um, thoughts on that? Because there was some thought or at least some discussion uh, via the media heads that whether or not, you know, with, with Graham Mertz's first year and he started off fast and then kind of struggled a little bit, but then again he didn't have the weapons. Should Jack Cohn come back? Should he be the starter and all that kind of stuff? But give me your thoughts on Jack Cohn entering the portal. Yeah, I don't think it's a huge surprise at this point. I don't think you can sit Mertz on the bench for, for another year after you've already sort of turned the reins over uh, to him. So, you know, not a huge surprise that a, a quarterback like Cohn's talent would want to finish his career. So, you know, I was one of those people that thought there was a chance we could see him uh, against Minnesota just with the rivalry game. You obviously don't want to lose that ax, you know, if Mertz struggled like, like he did, you know, in, in that first half, you know, you start thinking, okay, you know, Wisconsin's got to get this offense going somehow uh, in order to keep the ax and, you know, not lose a rivalry game here. You know, maybe it's worth it to, you know, just, just put Cone in for, you know, the second half to try and jumpstart a, a sputtering offense. But, you know, obviously we saw uh, Chase Wolf in, in that second half after Mertz was, was knocked out, which, you know, I, I think was kind of the writing on the wall going forward there that, you know, Wisconsin maybe already knew that, uh, Cone, Cone was out the door after the season. Obviously, he waited, you know, less than 24 hours to uh, uh, enter his name in, into the transfer portal. So I'm guessing the Badgers kind of already knew that they weren't going to get him back uh, next season. But you know, kind of unfortunate for him. You know, he had such a great junior year. You know, the third most efficient season in, in school history behind names like Russell Wilson and, and Scott Tolzien. Obviously, that broken foot uh, set him back. Um, handed the reins over to Mertz, which I'm you know, sure a lot of UW fans aren't exactly all, all that sad about. But you know, you'd like to see a guy that's given so much to this program kind of end things uh, the right way. But unfortunately, he just wasn't able to do that. Um, obviously, there's been some injuries this year. There's been COVID this year. So Graham Mertz has not necessarily had all of his weaponry at his avail at all times. Then comes the recruiting class, which I'm not going to say it's surprising because we all know Wisconsin has been on the come when it comes to recruiting for quite some time now. But finally they get one of those classes everybody kind of raises their eyebrows out and goes, whoa, wait a minute. 
they're bringing in some quality guys. Talk about some of the weapons that Graham Mertz is now going to have to work with, and he got a bigger offensive line, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, you know, the numbers are a little skewed just because Wisconsin loaded up at uh, positions. They're already pretty stacked on. You know, you look at this class, uh, a lot of offensive tackles, a lot of outside linebackers. You know, those are essentially the two positions you needed the least of. Uh, but but it is, you know, currently the best recruiting class in, in school history. Wisconsin never even had a top 25 class. You know, they got a chance to be top 15, just depending on what happens between uh, now and February with, uh, you know, a lot of schools in that 10 to 15 range uh, kind of sputtering right now and then uh, commits. But, you know, we'll, we'll, I think there are a couple wide receivers that could help out next season. Uh, Marcus Allen, I think, will be the most ready. Uh, kid out of Ohio was once committed to Michigan. You know, physically uh, really impressive, 6'2", 190. Has some of that Danny Davis jump ball ability where he just goes up and you know, the ball just sticks to his hands. He can pull it in. Uh, in, in traffic, uh, really impressive down on the goal line with those jump ball scenarios. And, and Skyler Bell is an interesting kid. Jay Taylor a, a little bit, you know, kind of a tweener, you know, whether he's a perimeter guy or a slot guy, uh, but just very athletic. Uh, didn't play his senior season uh, due to COVID. Connecticut didn't play out there. Uh, so not entirely sure, you know, what he's going to bring to the table, but, but his junior film – um, you know, it is pretty intriguing as a six-one guy. Like I said, spend some time in the slots, spend some time in, in the perimeter. Uh, really good athlete, hits those seams really well, like Taylor did for, for Wisconsin. So he's a guy that I think could potentially help uh, right away too. And then, like you mentioned, the offensive line. Uh, you know, I'm sure Mertz is going to love being protected by guys like Nolan Rucci, a, a five-star offensive tackle who had offers from everywhere. Uh, Riley Malman probably would have had a, a lot more offers had he not committed uh, so early. Um, you know, and he's a, a kid that could just take off once once he gets into a strength and conditioning program. Plays a lot of plays primarily tight end in high school at, at six seven six eight two ninety. Um, and then JP Benchwall, everyone knows the Benchwall brothers. You know, he's another hog coming in at you know six seven two ninety. Um, if he's anything like his brothers, he's not close to, to to done growing. You know, when he gets to college either. Uh, I do got to ask you, Brett Bielema back in the Big Ten. Um, I'm not necessarily sitting here as a Wisconsinite going, uh-oh, you know, he knows all the nooks and crannies to find some of these guys. But the t- the concentration down there is they only had two players commit to Illinois from Illinois. Uh, and, and so now he's being brought in specifically to start pirating the upper Midwest. Does this in any way concern anybody or should concern anybody in the Wisconsin kind of the conduit? Maybe a little. Um, you, you hit on, you know, what I always say with the Illinois job. It is so tough to keep that talent at home. And, and there's a lot of it, but it just does not want to stay home. Um, you know, there's a lot in that Chicago suburbs area. And, you know, you already look at, you know, there are two teams yearly that will out-recruit Illinois in their own state, and that's Michigan and Notre Dame. And, you know, and then those kids go everywhere all over the Big Ten and, you know, sometimes nationally too. And then you get down to the southern part of the state where, where Champaign is and that East St. Louis area. I mean, those guys rarely stay and play for the home state school. They're in the SEC, Pac-12, Big 12, uh, then, then, you know, big other Big Ten powers. I mean, they'll go everywhere, too. It's a really tough job, um, despite all the talent you have to, to choose from. I mean, you, you, you mean, look at Wisconsin. I mean, you would think – uh, they, they would get a healthy amount of it given the proximity, given their 
you know, winning tradition. Everybody struggles to recruit that state because the kids are so sporadic in, in terms of where they go. Um, so, you know, Bielema, you had a, like any Wisconsin coach, had a built-in advantage when, when you go there because all those kids want to stay home. They want to play for Wisconsin. You know, it's hard to lose any of them regardless of who they are. You know, I think off the top of my head, I think Paul Chris has gotten the last uh, – 15 out of 16 players that, that he's offered, you know, you, you look across the country, you won't see any of that. So, you know, it's going to be tough for him to build. Now, with, with, with any new coach, there's always, uh, you know, there's always a lot of excitement and hype around it. So I would expect him to, to land a couple guys early. You know, Lovey Smith was the same way. He got a couple of big names, uh, you know, in his first two years. Um, you know, so he'll have to build on that. But, yeah, for him in order to build this program, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try and make the mistake that every other coach has done before and, you know, think you need to keep all that talent in order to win. You know, I'd be spreading, I'd be spreading my wings as far across the country as I could and and not rely on it because the history of that state, you know, has not been good to either in-state program, Northwestern or Illinois there. Always great to talk to you. I could go on and on. I want to talk some basketball eventually as well, but I know we're up against the clock. Evan, we'll get you back on soon, okay? All right, sounds good. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. Evan Flood, Wisconsin Insider for 247sports.com. You can find him over on Twitter at Evan underscore Flood, at Evan underscore Flood. Thanks to him for joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE to go to SchneiderJobs.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.